Welcome to the Scarlet Blue and You podcast. I'm Lauren Yaus, your Scarlet Blue and You host and Hannibal LaGrange alumni director. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm coming to you from the Burt Studio on the always beautiful and today very sunny HLGU campus. So each semester, the HLGU Theater Department presents a main stage production on our beautiful stage. And this spring, they will bring to life Agatha Christie's most famous mystery, Murder on the Orient Express. So I'm very excited to have Sabrina Brookshire, the Division of Fine Arts Chair and Assistant Professor of Theater, and Jordan Hosmer, Instructor of English and Theater Assistant, to tell us all about the production. Welcome, Sabrina and Jordan. Thanks for having us. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. All right. Well, so first off, not only do you both teach, but you're also awesome alumni. So before we even get into the show, I would like to hear about your HLGU experience. Yeah, well, I love HLG. It's so much a part of my heart. And uh, it's interesting, when I went here for my undergrad, I had no idea the Lord would keep me around (laughs) and uh, allow me the opportunity and blessing to do what we get to do. And not only do we get to be in the classroom, but our... Uh, we get to the platform of spending a lot of time with students through rehearsal and through our traveling team, New Edition, um, which I actually got to be on when I was a student, and Jordan, you as well. Yep. And uh, and so it's neat that the Lord just brings things sometimes full circle, and that um, I would have never dreamed that I would get to do that and travel and minister with these students through drama, <clears throat> and it is a real blessing to get to do that. And so, yeah, HLG kind of has a gravity to it, I say, and so uh, a lot of people get drawn back here. That's a really clever way to say that. Yeah, I like it. It is. Uh, the, yeah, it's uh, totally true. <laughs> uh huh. We send you out, and there's a little bit of, ma- of a magnet, and it eventually brings it- you back in some capacity. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm actually largely here still uh, because of Sabrina, because uh, when I was a student here, I tried out for one of the children's plays, uh, Adventures of Robin Hood. And I got cast in it, and Mrs. Brookshire here was the director. And uh, I had so much fun that I just kind of kept coming back. Uh-huh. So I'm an introvert, but for about three years when I was here, I, like, masked as an extrovert <laughs> because I was in all the theater productions, and I was part of New Ed, and uh, so I, I did, like, all the things. And had a blast, and I was just kind of kicking around looking at doing some – uh, graduate work, but took kind of a gap year. And she called me up at the end of the summer after I graduated and said, hey, are you still looking for a job? I've got this theater assistant gig. And I came and started doing that. And the rest is kind of history. history. I sort of stumbled into the rest of it. <laughs> That's we, awesome. We have a blast teaming up and getting to design and decide on the shows. And uh, it's fun just to see how each year we grow a little bit more mm-hmm. and learn how to play off each other a little bit more with the de- the design and different things, and it's super fun. And I remember you were in my theater appreciation class, and I kept yep. like, yeah. bugging him to. And you're like, you really uh, appreciate yeah, it. You yeah. need to do more. And he came and tried out, and you were Robin Hood in that first production. Yeah, I, I was actually role. Robin Hood, so uh, which was fun. I I remember when I tried out for that, I was like, I'd be happy with anything uh, because any of the characters in Robin Hood would be a blast. But uh, it was it was really fun being Robin Hood. I got did to have a sword tights? fight. I did wear no. Did I wear tights? I wore kind of a medieval stitched pant. Okay, he that's actually, not tight. Actually, yeah. in true Hosmer form, he had some of his own costume pieces. Of course. We were able to use. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, may I wear? I'm sorry, <laughs> but sword. I am a bit of a nerd. <laughs> so I had like some swords and medieval wear and things like that. I'm not quite as intense as some students that I, I've known here who have like okay. chain mail and 
you or know, like, make their own chain mail. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there there is a student here right now who will occasionally walk around in like crusader gear with like a full helmet and everything like that. Nice. I wasn't quite that committed, but <laughs> you gotta love theater Close. people. You really I do. Mean, you guys, special. you guys are great. We, we love having fun. you. <laughs> all right, so. Tell us all about the spring production, Murder on the Orient Express. Yeah, we're so excited. I love Agatha Christie. Uh, We did Mousetrap a few years ago. I guess it's maybe been five or six years ago. And Uh, it is one that she wrote for the stage. And Mm -hmm. she just writes wonderful characters. Like, they're just so... Each is so unique mm-hmm. um, in the production, and so it makes it so fun to play and direct. And Mousetrap has been one of my favorites that we've done. Um, and so just, and I love murder mysteries; they're mm-hmm. just intriguing and uh, super fun to stage. And so I read this one, and it's actually an adaptation of her novel, and it was adapted by Ken Ludwig um, for the stage. And so that's made it kind of interesting because. You have one author's interpretation of another sure. author's interpretation. And so I will put a disclaimer and say if you've read the novel that uh, it's – I feel a little different okay. uh, because he's taken some liberty on his own uh, as well as – the stage version, which we might get into a little bit in a second, is uh, set in multiple locations, which isn't always traditional for contemporary plays. A lot of times they might have maybe two locations max. Mm-hmm. A lot of times just one. Maybe it's set in a living room and that's where it stays. But this one like migrates around, which is normal for musicals, but not always stage plays. And so that provided a unique just opportunity for us to kind of be stretched as designers and uh, <laughs> as a director and things. And so, but uh, she's just, she's great with her writing and it was super fun. And I thought it would be fun to do another Agatha Christie um, soon. So yeah. And Murder on the Orient Express, uh, as you said, is probably her most famous yeah. novel. Uh, so it's got that kind of added pizzazz of everybody knowing what, uh, or at least being somewhat aware of the murder on the Orient Express. Yeah, we've gotten quite a few in there. What are you doing this spring? And we tell them like, oh, oh eyes light up. <laughs> yeah, and we're like, yay, come yeah, to the show. Familiarity rubbed together. Yeah. yeah, and when is the show? <laughs> April seventh through the ninth. Okay, Thursday, so Friday, Friday, Saturday. Uh-huh. Yeah, seven p.m. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So uh, it's been fun. You know, we read it, and then uh, I had Jordan read it, and we kind of collaborated and decided, you know, we're going to try this. We think it's going to be a little bit of a challenge for us in some ways, um, but we were ready for a challenge. We like to be stretched and to pick things that aren't always, quote, easy. And mm-hmm. so um, there are seven different locations. Oh, wow. And so staging that was a little bit interesting because we didn't – there's some – elaborate enough pieces we didn't want to have it to where it was like moving around like you would see in a musical to where it rotated Mm -hmm. on and off stage and so um we went through at least i think maybe three different three or four different design options we even landed on one and then we started slept on it and decided production parts and then changed it so it was things like stacking the set or like fully like rotating the set and, or yeah. having a couple of things off in the wings mm-hmm. that we would bring on, and none of it quite meshed in the way that we wanted it to. So yeah, and we uh, finally landed on on this one, which kind of splits the stage up into a couple of sections, okay. and so we'll kind of like move around on there. But it looks like train cars, and so it gives mm-hmm. it uh, that kind of almost 
dollhouse cutout yeah, sort of feel. Yeah, like a compartment. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, we actually kind of extended it to where you can, we want to be able to on the outside see where the train guards connect. And so it's not just mm-hmm. the interior, but you kind of see part of that exterior as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we're using the front screen. Um, if you come to our chapels, that downstage screen that we use, um, we're using that some to lower and raise to in front of that. So in front of our, we have a proscenium style stage in the Parker Theater. So in front of that proscenium over our apron, we'll actually be playing a couple of scenes there as well. Uh, and it's interesting because at the end, Perot, the main character, actually kind of breaks that fourth wall and talks more to the audience. Nice. And so we've brought him downstage and it's it's going to be, you know, there's still some separation between the audience and actors, but it's going to be a closer yeah. feel. Uh, they get physically closer in proximity, so it'll be kind of fun. Oh, nice. So, yeah. So. That sounds exciting. Okay, so it is a murder mystery. Yes. It's a whodunit. And will we get to know who done it at the end? Yeah. No, it's come- a cliffhanger. Because <laughs> uh, they're so frustrating. <laughs> come back in the fall. Yeah. I Part just two. talked about that today in my theater appreciation class. Like, who enjoys in a story a good cliffhanger where you don't really know exactly and you yeah. kind of have or to you come get to your own to conclusion? Try to right. put a positive spin on it. It could be like Clue. It could be someone different every night. Yeah, exactly. Oh. You, know, you never know. <laughs> now that could repeat ticket sales. Right. Come back nice. tomorrow night. And it's a different plot line. Yeah. So speaking of tickets, yeah. how do people get tickets? So the best way to get tickets is to go on our website. And so if you go to our theater page on our website, it'll link you through to our ticket sales. Mm -hmm. And what's nice about that is you can instantly purchase them and you can also pick your seat. Which is so cool. Yes. And really on the website, if you're on a desktop or probably even your phone, I think the easiest thing to do is go to Mm hlg.edu and then use the little search box and just spell out theater. And you mm-hmm. do it the real fancy way because you guys are fancy. You have to do so the T H E A, yeah, at the end. T R E instead mm-hmm. of T E R. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so do that. And then in the searches, <laughs> I think it's the first or second option comes up, and I just click on it, mm-hmm. and then you can go to the twenty. What is this? Twenty one, twenty two productions. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it's right there. Yep. And it's nice and easy, but we'll include the link to the tickets with this too. That Perfect. would be handy. Yeah. And then how much are tickets? So we have, it depends on where you sit. Sure. We have three tiers of seating. And so they range from 12 14 and $16 a piece, depending. Of course, the closest seats are going to be a little bit more. Sure. Um, but then we also have discounts. And so uh, seniors, 60 or over, um, it's $2 off. And then groups of 10 or more. And so we promote getting your friends and family together and bringing them. Um, Or like maybe your church group or something, you know, come and get that discount uh, for bringing a group. And, you know, it's such a fun evening out, you know, dinner and a show and dress up a little. Yeah. Get some culture. And, you know, it's not every weekend that we have an arts event in Hannibal area. And so it's a nice opportunity to. Yeah. Take your family. And this is April 7th, 8th, and 9th. April 7th, 8th, and 9th. Mm-hmm. Nightly at 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock. All right. So what's your favorite thing about HLGU Theater? I think one of the really neat things about HLGU Theater is um, how we are able to creatively bring out a spectacle um, within a small space. So it's both very... Uh, kind of intimate and personal. You're not terribly far back in the theater. It's a reasonably close mm-hmm. space, especially if you do sit down towards the front. Um, and yet we're able to bring, um, with 
small cast and um, small institution like us were able to bring a level of spectacle um, to the theater. And so you do get um, a very uh, well put together production, if I may be so bold as to say so. No, you do. <laughs> you do. They're very well done. Um, within, you know, right here in mm-hmm. Hannibal. Um, it's also great to involve community members as well. So. And you guys do that mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's our students and some of our faculty and staff. And then you'll be like, hey, that's so-and-so from down the street. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we have some people in our community as well that don't work at HLG or mm-hmm. attend. But we have some alum that have come back and been involved. Um, and I think that, for me, is one of the uniquenesses about our theater department is that there's such a community built and with having those community members or faculty staff involved, it's neat that our students then get kind of active mentors and like right there in the art. And then not only that, but people that are pouring in and maybe they bring snacks or they mm-hmm. write them letters, you know, notes encouraging them. And so, and you know, you spend a lot of time together in the theater. Um, we're <laughs> Lots here, of practice. Yeah, we're here <laughs> in the evening late and, and you're also, you know, we have set days and things get so fun and... You know, I always tell my students, enjoy the ride, because mm-hmm. if you just wait to enjoy it until the performance, then it's it's goes by too fast. And and so we have so much fun together, learning and growing in the art, but also just in our personalities and in our walk with the Lord. And so there's such a community and closeness created through what we do. And I love that that is shared even beyond our students, but into the rest of our school and then also into the community as well. And I think it's a neat opportunity for people to be involved. And we have people involved from the community behind the scenes, too, not just on stage, um, but through our, our costumes and set design and things, our construction. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have people that come in and help with those things, too, and we just love it. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then speaking to what Jordan was talking about, I feel like something I love so much is just trying to make a magical moment on stage. And we have a lot of times we talk about, okay, what can we just have an awe moment with this production? And I feel like we've been able to accomplish that with some of our shows. You know, when we did a little women, the musical and being able to take the kite, that kite was out so cool. above the audience's head, you know, is that immersion right into the theater. And so yeah. you know, making and it, it rain, rain and yeah. singing in the rain. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think so. of like the bottle dancing and mm-hmm. fiddler. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And what when Caleb was Ebenezer Scrooge and the ghost comes out? Yeah, we had the ghost come out of the bed. And so it's so much fun just to say, okay, what can we grab hold of in this uh, performance or production and just make unique and make people, you know, kind of that wow moment of I didn't expect that. Mm -hmm. I can't, you know, it's one of the neat things about live theater is that making stuff happen and they're like how did they do that and you're like that's right (laughs) yeah yeah we did that come back (laughs) yeah yeah that's fantastic okay we know people probably know murder on the orient express but can you guys give like a two or three sentence synopsis just in case they haven't um the famous detective hercule poirot uh is on a train where a murder takes place that no one person could have committed. It's a, the classic locked door mystery sort of thing where um, the murder apparently happened, but nothing nothing makes sense and nobody could have perpetrated it. And so it's going to put Poirot's um, detecting mastery to the test. And he has to do it 
before the train has become snowbound. And as soon as they get free, the train's going to reach its destination and all the passengers are going to leave. All the suspects and, and the, are going to walk away. The murderer is going to escape. And so he must, mm-hmm. uh, he's got a time limit as well. He's got to solve the mystery before the, uh, the train gets to its station. Ah, perfect. Yep. He actually, in the end, too, ends up with an interesting dilemma. I think hopefully it'll cause our audience to think, you know, what would you have done mm. in that case? So. so maybe our audience should plan on going out for dessert or something afterwards. Yes. Oh, I always they're going to want to talk. Mm. Yes. I always <laughs> encourage discussion after. Yeah, yeah. Talk <laughs> it over. Figure yep. it out. Yep. All right. So just to recap, Murder on the Orient Express is our main stage production. It's April 7th, 8th, and 9th, nightly at 7 o'clock. Tickets, you can get them at hld.edu, go to the theater page, buy them right online, or they can call the box office. Yes. Mm-hmm. If they don't want to purchase online, they can call our box office. It is 573-629-3182. And uh, we just give us some patience if we don't get right back to you, leave a message. And uh, we have more box office hours the closer we get to sure. showtime. Um, but right now, it's not as much. And so just leave a message and we promise we'll get back to you. Ah, sounds great. I'm excited now. All right. Anything else we forgot? We just would love for you to come to the show. Come experience uh, a wonderful night of theater. Our students, we are so proud of them and they and our community members, they pour in so much. And rehearsals have been really fun. It's just, again, the characters are all very distinct. And mm-hmm. so it's just really been fun to develop those. Yeah. So come She on. does seem to have like quirky characters. She does. Which I, there's I no way it. this is based on someone real. And it probably totally was. Because <laughs> we're all so wonderfully made, right? <laughs> With our own quirks. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate it. And Sabrina brought brownies, which you can probably see in the picture. But they've it's been smelling like brownies ever since we started, <laughs> which makes everyone happy. We get right? to feast after. That's right. So. That's right. We get to talk yeah, and have dessert. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is Lauren Youse. Thanks for listening to the Scarlet Blue and You podcast. Remember, keep a song in your heart, preferably the HLGU alma mater, and Hannibal LaGrange in your mind. <laughs>